Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. G'day and welcome to another edition of Food Bites with Sarah Patterson, the podcast. <laughs> we look forward to this every week, don't we, Kevin? We absolutely do because every week we seem to come up with a guest that uh, enchants us, uh, enthralls us, engages us, and no matter who it is and from what walk of life, we get we get great stuff from them. They're always top shelf and uh, this week's guest is no exception, Kevin. We have Art Simone on the program this week, self-described drag diva <laughs> from Down Under. Yep, award winning uh, drag performer and artist, podcaster, yes. uh, soon to become an author, which we'll talk to Art about uh, shortly. Uh, but uh, uh, groundbreaking in, in many of the areas that she's working in. So, absolutely. And yeah. she, she's absolutely determined to bring a drag to uh, regional areas of Australia. Uh, inclusiveness and just acceptance in this day and age where uh, sometimes people still, uh, still suffer some yeah. adversity just for a uh, trying to be who they are. We'll talk about all those things uh, coming up and our food poll this week. I like this one because these are two things, but but I I must admit I found it really hard in the end to make the final choice. I knew you would be very, uh, you'd find these two very difficult to split. Sweet potato. Oh, yum. Versus pumpkin. Oh, yum. I think when you do pumpkin, you've got to keep the skin on too, but that's uh, another uh, Yes. We'll find out uh, how it all played out, uh, whether you like sweet potato or pumpkin. That is all coming up uh, in our food poll. But first, let's get to our guest for this week, and it's Art Simone. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Thank you for joining us. We normally start this this program in the kitchen, but uh, well, I think it'd be more interesting to start this one by. Uh, can you tell us the Art Simone story? Uh, well, I'm a, a stunning, beautiful, talented drag artist from Melbourne, Australia. I've been doing drag for almost fourteen years now, um, and uh, I live, breathe, and eat drag. It's what keeps me going, and it's taken me to lots of wonderful places around the world, onto screens, into people's ears. Um, I've mm. got a book coming out. You know, that's, that's the Art Simone story. Very fabulous. Um, also, I do get called um, the, the drag equivalent of Shannon Knoll in that I always get nominated <laughs> for things but always come runner-up. So I'm, I'm very well known for being runner-up all the time. <laughs> Art, what was behind you first uh, stepping into drag in the early 2010s? Yeah, well, I, I got into drag because I loved makeup and I loved the art of transformation. I discovered that during high school. Um, you know, like a lot of teens at the time, I wasn't happy with who I was. I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. I was also, you know, finding out that I was, um, you know, queer and didn't really know where I was meant to be. So I started to use uh, drag as a form of escapism just to kind of become someone else if it was just for a moment. And I really fell in love with that, you know, the art of transformation with makeup. So then when I left high school, I started, you know, doing a bit more, started doing drag. And then um, I entered some competitions and, I, I won the first one, though. I will, I will say that. I did have a Guy Sebastian moment once. I won the first one. Um, but, yeah, but the rest is history. Why is it so important, Art, for you that, uh, that, that we ensure that, that drag gets to, to regional Australia? Oh, it's a big life mission of mine because being out in regional parts of the country is so isolating, especially for queer people. Um, and what drag does is by bringing events out there, it creates safe spaces for people like that where they can not only be themselves but also um, network and meet other like-minded people, whether they are other, other, they are other queer people or they are um, allies who are out there and um, can let them know that they can be safe and loved and um, visible in those outer communities. 
Art, we are going to drag you into the kitchen oh. <laughs> <laughs> to see how I you see shape what up. You did there. Thank you so much. So, so did I, Art. I didn't like it either. I'm here all week. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it would re- be remiss of us not to ask how do you shape up as a cook and is the kitchen a happy place for you? Well, you know what? Um, I, I like to say that I've kept myself alive in my adult <laughs> life through the kitchen. So I think I, I've done all right. Um, I, you know, I'm not I'm not the best at cooking for other people because I'm too afraid to. But I like to, you know, experiment, especially in the world of toast, um, because <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, you know, as a as a touring drag artist, I don't often get to um, have a full kitchen in my accommodation. But there's usually a kettle and a toaster, and I'll tell you what, I've made some beautiful smorgasbords with those two things. Oh, you may have just uh, jumped onto a new television idea, Art Simone's World of Toast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. You know, you got your, your Vegemite toast, you got fairy bread, you got spaghetti on toast, and don't wait till we get into the jaffles. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you make a good point, though. I mean, when, when you're on the road and you're, uh, you're going from town to town and it's a really busy schedule, it's very hard to make healthy choices and you've got to really adapt and be a bit uh, creative in the food department, don't you? Oh, you do. And the other thing too is like I work in um, nightlife often, so I'm not finished until close to midnight, if not after. And you're very limited with what you can have with you. So it takes a bit of extra forethought and planning. Otherwise, you'll be staring at a a bag full of McDonald's once again. (laughs) Now, I've got to ask you, coffee, is that that part of your morning ritual, your afternoon ritual, given the hours that you work sometimes? So where where does Um, coffee kick in? Oh my goodness! I, I, th- I, you might hang up on this phone call after I say this, but um, I don't drink coffee. I say that coffee reminds me of hot dirt water, and I don't want that. Uh, no, nobody wants that. <laughs> I don't want hot dirt water in my cup. Um, so I'm not a coffee girl. I'm not even a tea girl. I hate hot drinks, but um, I will have an espresso martini every now and then. That's funny. So does the smell of coffee put you off? Yeah, I just. I don't know what happened, but I think, too, when I was growing up, I watched everyone around me that coffee, like, ruled their life. It ruled their world. And I think it kind of scared me a bit because everyone's like, oh, I can't do anything without my coffee, without my coffee. Um, So I think I was like, well, I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) What about a sweet tooth or a a guilty food pleasure? Oh, you know, I am... uh, I, I'm a lover of all things chocolate, chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. Um, it is my favourite thing in the world, especially, oh, a baked chocolate cheesecake. Oh, <laughs> I tried to make one recently and it was, um, well, it, it looked like a puddle of mud, but, um, you know, it tasted just as good though. That's all that really matters, doesn't yeah, it? It's a matter of, it doesn't matter what it looks like, it matters what it tastes like. Sorry <laughs> about that. Yeah, well, I, you have to admit, though, I come from the world of drag where it all matters about what it looks like. So <laughs> I try to make all of my uh, cooking in the kitchen look as aesthetically pleasing as possible because, you know, that's what I've been brought up on. You've got to do the, the drag of it all. <laughs> now, I've got to ask, is there anything you won't eat? Oh, I, I can't do seafood. I oh. can't do it. I'm one of those. I oh. know you. I know, I can't do seafood. Seafood gives me the ick. I know, that's strange. (laughs) I know. Don't like the uh, bit of a crustacean or anything like that. We may have another television idea for you. Art Simone's (laughs) World of the Ick. Let's talk about your wonderful <laughs> podcast and congratulations, by the way, on your um, on being a finalist at the recent uh, ACRAs. I imagine that was a wonderful uh, night for you. But concealed with art, Simone, tell us about how you're enjoying uh, how you're enjoying that. 
um, it's been really great to create this kind of platform and safe space to celebrate people for their differences. Because the podcast itself is essentially I get put into a room with a stranger. I've never met them before in my in my life. And they just look like an everyday Australian, you know. Um, I call them the normie. They look like a normie. Um, and I get to ask them three questions. And from the answers to those three questions, I have to work, at it, work out what it is that they're concealing from me. And it's usually a really interesting skill, hobby, job, um, or something that's happened to them. And look, I'm not the best detective, so I often get it wrong. But um, once we do the big reveal, we then get to go and uh, chat to them about what makes them special. So some of the people we've had, we've had like Idris Elba's Hollywood stunt double. We've had the original voice of Big Brother. We've had um, a uh, crime scene cleaner. We've had uh, the original puppeteer from The Ferals, um, the, that ABC show with the puppets. All these really cool people. And what brings us all together is, you know, I often have found, you know, uh, as I've been a drag queen, I'm often judged or people put me in a box and, you know, it can feel a bit not the nicest. And the same thing happens to these people. So because, you know, they're a little bit less centered, they're a little bit wacky. So what I like to do is to bring them into this space so we can celebrate them for what makes them unique and cool. So that's what it's all about. That's why I like to do it. And I can't wait to meet more interesting people. Conceal with Aunt Simone is the, the name of the podcast. Can I ask, uh, does uh, the Priscilla thing still hang over the drag world in a, in a good or a bad way? Oh, in a good way, if mm. you ask me. Some people go, oh, too tacky, but um, it is great. I believe we're going into the 25th anniversary next year. Wow. Um, since the film came out, um, it was, yeah, 99. Oh, no, maybe it's 30th. Oh, my God, it's 30th. <gasps> 1990, 1994 it came out. So, yeah, 30 God. years next year. Um, so Priscilla's kind of seen a big resurgence as of recent. Um, but I just love everything that it celebrates. It still stands up to this day. And kind of the sad thing is some of the adversity that is um, represented and shown within Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, we're still facing, um, you know, to this day. So that's why things like taking drag to these regional places um, is really important for that visibility because um, we're still often facing, you know, a little bit of a little bit of adversity just for being ourselves. You talk about um, art people putting you in a box and and adversity and and coming up across people who just aren't aren't nice. What level of resilience uh, do you need, assertiveness, to um, you know, to 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 get through? I often liken my drag to my superhero armor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get to put on all the makeup, the costumes, the sequins, and there's kind of a barrier between me and um, what I'm facing. So drag gives me a lot of strength to be able to uh, deal with situations like that because you do, you need to be, have a really tough skin. Um, and if you're going to have a tough skin, it may as well be sparkly and glamorous. <laughs> so yeah, we're still facing a lot, but I like to treat everyone with kindness and um, instead of trying to educate people by sitting there down and being like, here's where you're wrong, I like to lead by example and invite them into these spaces to see how, you know, cool we are. We're pretty cool people. (laughs) (laughs) Is it getting better? Is the the walls sort of tumbling down or are you eroding them away slowly or where, where are you at with that? Yeah, I think we're in a lot better of a place than we were recently, you know, in the last 10, 20, 30 years. And it really helps. And that's why I really am really proud whenever I get an opportunity to bring drag into the mainstream media because it's just that extra bit of visibility that um, shows people a little glimpse at our community. 
um, we're still dealing with a lot and like even maybe not me, is it, uh, there's been a lot of drama overseas as of recent um, and there's been a lot of uh, clashback on community events. Like there's a wonderful Rainbow Family event called Drag Storytime where um, Rainbow Families are allowed to come and uh, drag queens will read, you know, really fun children's books to um, kids. And there's been a really big pushback um, as of recent with rallies and people showing up to libraries to try and oust these drag performers and tell them they're wrong. So we're, we're seeing a lot of uh, negativity in new areas that we haven't before. But, you know, we're standing strong and we're leading by example and leading with love. And um, I think that's coming through. Tell us about your new book. Oh, well, I do have my new book coming out in February. Um, it's called Life is Art, and it's a drag queen's uh, technicolor, well, a drag queen's guide to living a technicolor life. Um, and basically what it does is recap the, the last decade of my career with um, all my all these beautiful images of my favorite drag looks I've created, all smattered through, but then blended together with um, – stories of my misadventures in drag and lots of helpful tips of things that I've learned as a drag performer of what everyone can apply to their everyday lives um, to, you know, live as fabulously as they want to. When you go to an Art Simone show, what, what, what do we get? Well, you get me, of course. Um, <laughs> That'd be <but> handy. <laughs> I know, if I can be bothered showing up. Um, no, you'll get lots of colour, campness, and laugh, you know, a big thing with me and my drag is um, a lot of drag is kind of self-centered where it's like, look how glamorous I am. I'm the best person in this room. Um, But I prefer to, instead of feeling like the biggest person in the room, I like to find the smallest person in that room and make them feel like they are the biggest person and they are seen. This is for them. You know, drag is a a form of escapism for a lot of people, not just for the the performer, but for the audience. You know, you let... You want to leave your everyday life and forget about whatever it is, whether it's your job, it's your home life or anything. Um, and that form of escapism is something so special that drag can, can provide. And that's what I like to do. So you're going to have lots of laughs, lots of color, a bit of silliness um, and uh, walk out feeling fabulous. They're all Good. pretty awesome ingredients, yep. I reckon, for I reckon. a great night. Speaking of which... Another great social occasion is the dinner party. Now, Art, if you were hosting a dinner party and you had your, your kettle and your toaster, or you could, <laughs> you could invite anybody you liked, dead or alive, who would be on your dream dinner guest list? Oh, dream dinner guest list. Oh, <laughs> you, I, look, I would have to invite my idol, Miss Lady Gaga. I think she'd be a good time gal at a dinner party. She might sing a song or two. And I think we'd have a lot in common. So conversation wouldn't dry, uh, wouldn't dry up at all. Mm. <laughs> and then I don't, and then I don't need anyone else there because I want it to be a private meet and greet. Just me. exactly. <laughs> and you've got you've got your enter, you've got entertainment sorted for the night, like you say. She exactly. can uh, do that. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just don't see Lady Gaga sitting down to a piece of Vegemite toast. I'm just struggling with that image. Yeah. Well, you know, anything can happen. Reach for the stars, all right? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you've got a whole stack of dates coming up uh, from the end of October through uh, through November, so we'll put those up on uh, on our social media platforms as well as uh, as uh, your social media platforms, which I imagine are uh, nice and busy. 
Oh, they're nice and busy and they're beautiful to look at, which we always love. <laughs> Just out of pure curiosity, the, the preparation that goes into um, into your appearance art, I mean, how may, how long does it take to, to make, make yourself so magnificent? Yeah, well, if I'm getting ready for an event, for a show or something, I need three hours to get ready, but I prefer four hours, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like a really long time, but... The transformation of drag is just incredible with the amount of work that goes into, you know, painting a brick into something glamorous. Um, But, uh, yeah, usually three to four hours and then I'll be very happy. I have gotten ready a lot quicker than that before, but you do not want to meet me on that night because I'm like, I'm hideous. I'm awful. Don't look at me. (laughs) And did you enjoy walking the uh, the pink carpet of the uh, the Acres the other night? Oh, it was glamorous. I tell you what, I, I felt very stunning, but. You know, I thought I would be the only one who was um, wearing as much makeup as I did, but I think Angela Bishop was giving me a run for my <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Do you come up with your own look? Is that has that been something that you've uh, you've developed over the years? Yeah, yeah. So I um, I help design everything. I have a, a really big play and all of that. But um, sometimes I also love to reach out to local drag designers and costume creators and to collaborate with them to create um, some fun drag moments. Uh, just to finish up, usually we like to ask our guests uh, if they have a kitchen tip or a cooking tip to share. Do you have one of those? <laughs> um, oh, kitchen tip or cooking tip. Um, yeah, uh, do your dishes. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> we had one the other Clean day up, about, about keeping the knives away from children. <laughs> That's, <great. laughs> That's a really good tip. Do your dishes because you a, a, a tidy kitchen is one that's a pleasure to work in, isn't it? Exactly. Or to watch other people work in. <laughs> yes, exactly. Art, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Good luck for the future. We'll let people know about the dates when they can see you live and see the Art Simone show. But uh, look forward to your book in February and, uh, and and many more podcasts, season three coming up as well. So thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. <laughs> That was so much fun. It was. And uh, the book is coming out in February. I'm sure it will be an absolute riot. And I'm sure uh, if you go along, you'll be absolutely entertained by art. Absolutely. And thank you for putting up with my very corny sense of humour. And I think we've said absolutely 17,000 times. We have because she's absolutely (laughs) fabulous. Uh, The interest of that Priscilla, uh, Mm. art's take on the Priscilla thing was really interesting. Now, let's get to the food poll because this is really interesting. Let's get roasting, Kevin. Are we going to roast your your sweet potato today or your pumpkin? Let's uh, let's see what the people say. Danny McGinley, great friend of the show, has been on the show. He starts us off. He says, sweet potato only gets publicity due to its very generous name. Pumpkin is far superior. That's an interesting Yeah, cake. it is. Old Crocky says, oh, my, oh, <laughs> my. This is agonisingly the oh. toughest food poll ever. Oh. But for the sake of the final tally, well, thanks for that, Old Crocky, <laughs> I have to say sweet potato as they make delicious deep-fried oh, chips. Yeah. you got to hand it to old Crokey, even if it's a tough decision. He does he make a, a call, yeah. yeah. Does. Dr Joe Garris says sweet potato 
unless it's a pumpkin pasta. Oh. Stephen Quartermain says both are good, but pumpkin for me. Okay. Artie says, I love both, roasted with roast beef and Yorkshire puds. So in the best Melbourne Cup tradition, I'm having a bit each way. Patricia says definitely pumpkin. Joylene, pumpkin by a street. Sylvana says uh, it's a hard one for me. I'm going to go with both. Sue Landry says, oh, boy, that's a hard choice. I will go with sweet potato by a smidge. A smidge, that's a very kitchen term, isn't it? <laughs> well, she is a chef. <laughs> yeah. Rebecca says, both yummy, but I love, love, love pumpkin. Julie says, I love both, but pumpkin for the win, only for its sweetness and versatility. Sue Hosking says, I'd have to say sweet potato just. Mm. I really only enjoy pumpkin roasted nowadays and the blacker the better, oh. all those natural sugars caramelising. Oh. Sweet potato though, sweet potato potato cakes oh. are amazing. hello. I know I've seen them. They do look good. I'll try those. Kathleen says I love them both, but pumpkin wins as it has fewer carbs. Ah. I love it roasted and put on a leftover roast beef or lamb sandwich. Oh, yum. Davin says sweet potato for me by a narrow margin. I love it in every Thing. Deborah says both, and they both make great soup. True. Okay. Use your favourite pumpkin soup recipe and substitute gold sweet potato. Yummo. I don't think I've had oh. sweet potato soup. Yeah, I yeah. I love pumpkin soup. Oh, pumpkin soup is oh, so with my favourite. lots favorite. of pepper for Kevin. Uh, uh, Lauren says pumpkin, nutmeg dusted and roasted oh, is my favourite way to have sounds it. sounds nice. How, how Christmassy nutmeg. is that? <laughs> Very festive. Karen Young says, I love both, but my homegrown pumpkins are pretty awesome. I bet the flavour is next level. We'd be willing to try them, Karen. Yes. Lydia says pumpkin. Joe says pumpkin. Rachel says sweet potato. Annie Peacock says both with lots of thick gravy. Jim Wilson says sweet potato in a canter. Merv Hughes, pumpkin by the length of the straight for Mervyn Gregory. Mark Stevens, pumpkin by a whisker. Oh. Now, here's the voting. I bet it's close. It is close. Both got 22%. Wow. Sweet potato, 28%. Mm-hmm. And with 50% of the vote, pumpkin wins. Oh, pumpkin. Yep. Yeah, no, not resounding, but it's a it's a clear-cut victory. Yeah, I, I, I'd go pumpkin just in the end. I'd go pumpkin too. Push comes to shove. Yeah, but I think was it old Croaky that made the point that the uh, the sweet potato fries, deep fry one, very good, yummy. You sweet can't potato, do that with pumpkin. Well, I've learned a few things I've got to try out of oh. this: sweet potato potato cakes. Yeah, they oh. sound interesting. And uh, I've got to try some sweet potato soup. And you got to try some nutmeg on your pumpkin when you oh, roast it. Oh, and I've had that before. That's yummy. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, but we like our Jap pumpkin, don't we? Over the uh, the butternut variety. Is that yeah, what we decided? Yeah, yeah. Nine times out of ten, yes. yeah. But they're the Butternut still has a bit going for it. Pumpkin you know, aficionados. <laughs> some people don't cook sweet potato well. Mm. It's a, it's I'm a not one, one of them. It's a tricky one to cook. I'm not one of them. I, I put sweet potato in our salad the other night and I think I did an oh, awesome no, job. It was yummy in that, I have to say. Thank you. Uh, that is it for uh, this edition <laughs> of uh, Food Bites with Sarah Powell. We could do you rambling on here for the next three hours talking about pumpkin and sweet potato. Just like what we like at home, really. Exactly right. I uh, hope you enjoyed the, this edition of the show. Don't forget, wherever you found this, uh, you'll find lots of other episodes of the podcast. Enjoy those as well. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.